0: You're listening to E Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Triple Whale. I'm your host, Val Geisler. Welcome back to the e-commerce Marketing School podcast. I am so excited for this season. We are kicking off with Mark Ritz from Carnivore Snacks. Uh, Mark has shared a little bit with me about memberships and for Carnivore. This is their first year doing them. I am really stoked to learn more about how memberships work for Carnivore Snacks. I have a lot of questions that I'm gonna be taking notes for my own purposes. And I know all of our listeners will be taking notes too. I think memberships are becoming more and more a common topic, like people are talking more about like, Hmm, should we consider a membership? So excited to talk about that. And then also in the context of BFCM, we were chatting just before we hit record that like, Hey, guys, this happens every year, BFCM, same time every year. And yet we all get to the fall, and we go, Oh, no, BFCM. So, the goal of this season of e commerce marketing school, if you are attending class, if you're listening to every episode, you are going to be so prepped for BFCM, you don't have to worry about it. And then you can take that plan and iterate next year and have a killer strategy both for this year, next year, and well beyond. So, Mark. Thanks for
1: joining us. You bet. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. You know, I picked up on what you were saying about on, we were chatting on Twitter about, hey, you've started memberships and it's been really significant in terms of um, both like retention on the customer side, but then also, you know, from a... Relative revenue perspective, right? So, uh, impactful probably for like customer journey and the way the customers experience the brand, but then also impactful on the brand side. Um, what made you want to launch memberships?
1: The memberships have been my passion for uh, the better half of, I, I guess, 12 to 15 years. It, it all kind of started at Costco. I was hired there as a deli employee, I was the guy taking chickens out at a young age. And um, you know, I I like people. I like communicating with people. So it took me about a year and a half and they moved me out, out to the membership desk. And it wasn't long that I found some passion for sales and how membership impacts the business. You know, for me to be responsible for selling a membership and an upgraded membership at Costco. They taught me about what that meant to the business. You know, if you were to sign up an executive membership, like they're going to, on average, they're going to spend $3,200 a year with you versus signing up a Gold Star membership, which is, you know, the lower level membership. And that was, eight, I think it was like $870 a year. I mean, a massive difference.
0: Oh, that's a really significant difference. Yeah.
1: For sure. So I really started to get passionate about, okay, why? Like, why do they spend more? You know, what what is this membership enticing? And when you dig into it and you look at the benefits that come with the membership, um, whether it's services like travel or um, discounts on different things, on different products, um, you just see that people shop more. They're just more engaged with what the company is doing and releasing. So then you just see open rates on email increase. And you just see an impact because somebody's putting up their dollars showing that level of commitment. So that's where the idea came from. I've wanted to do it for a long time in the e-commerce space and and here we are live for about five months.
0: Yeah. And Costco is like the kind of gold standard of membership, right? Like that's kind of what everyone strives for. Um, The model is proven there. And I think that there's even there are probably some cases where people become members simply for tires, gas vacations, like not necessarily for the bulk shopping experience, um, but for the extras. And so they're not necessarily going into the store on a weekly basis or monthly basis, but really getting that membership for their all the extras. And then correct me if I'm wrong, I I am a Costco member. And so I should know this, but there is some kind of payback, right? Like you, uh, you get a check at the end of the year, kind of reimbursing your membership.
1: Yeah, so you're there, you're earning 2% cash back on all your purchases. So I mean, you know, you you do the math, and it's like, okay, it's an extra 60 bucks for the membership. You spend $3,000, you get $60 back. And so you just kind of take a look at your shopping habits. And even for those that maybe they wouldn't spend $3,000 a year, the real answer is, well, maybe they would if they were an executive membership, you know? So yeah, yeah it's yeah, got sure. its impact.
0: Right. Okay. So learned that at Costco, mastered it at the membership desk, and then started Carnivore Snacks But you didn't have memberships to start. It wasn't a membership business.
1: Correct. Yeah, we launched with three SKUs, um, very, very end of 2020, beginning of 2021. And I was thinking about it from that time on. But I knew I wanted to have a little bit more SKUs. I wanted to learn a little bit more about what our problems were going to be in our business Um, because you can actually take a look at some of the hurdles, the expensive hurdles in your business, and then formulate a membership because. If you can drive membership revenue, which is the best revenue on the face of the planet, there's zero cost of goods sold, you know, involved with the membership product. Then you can start to entertain these things that are a little bit less profitable or a little bit harder to get or a little bit more expensive. So, you know, for me, that allowed us to bring in cuts that were a little bit more. More difficult to get a hold of. I was always because of our growth or quick growth. I was always so scared to just bring in something that I could only get enough product to make like 300 sell units of because I would just sell out right away. There'd be irritated customers. Um, like I just got this email and you know I I always miss out. And so for me it was like all right well I can build a membership model around the scarcity factor, give people exclusive access to these cuts that are a little bit harder for me to source. And so that ended up becoming a benefit. And then the five percent cash back. I just completely emulated off of Costco. Uh, I just know that that the the psychology of, of knowing that you're earning something back when you're shopping will just entice the shopping more. Um, so you can get really creative, you just got to find your own hurdles in your company and figure out if a membership can help you get over those and make sure that those are hurdles that actually bring value to your customers.
0: So additional SKUs available inside of a membership, cashback, anything else?
1: We do try to make it a little bit frictionless to to become a member just because we we know the impact of being a member. So we do do a $20 gift card right when they sign up. Oh, nice. So it's 59 bucks and then they get $20 back and they can use that to shop. Uh, we use Inviterate for the membership software. And so as they're earning their 5% cash back, it's just building on the back end in their portal they go in the back they click a button to redeem it and it basically sends them a gift card
0: that's great and it's like that creates that that driver too of well i'm gonna spend twenty dollars anyways so i'll just go join the membership, get that $20, you kind of do that mental math of like, well, that that makes the membership $20 cheaper, uh, you know, and then you start to think about the cash back. And if I'm going to spend money over time, do you see like, okay, so you've had membership for five months, five months? adoption rates, like was it initially longtime customers? Do you see people signing up for membership right away? What's that look like? And, and how do you think about kind of going to market with the membership?
1: I mean, it's been great. So when we launched, we did a little bit of an early bird uh, focus to get some interest. And we had about 800-900 people on that list. And within the first month, we had a little over 500 members. We are now over a thousand members. Because there's only five months of data, there's some things that are hard to speculate on, but we've really done our best to kind of model out the impact, um, really kind of figure out how contribution margin has changed um, between kind of each customer segment. And our customer segments are, you know, normal customers, one-time customers, subscribe and save customers, members, and then subscribe and save plus members. Okay, so those are four segments that we're actively tracking um, within the business. And, you know, from a one-time customer, we get about $45 average of contribution margin. A subscriber adds 88. Um, A member is 100. So a member is more valuable on a per-purchase basis than a subscriber. And by the way, the LTV on a member is higher. Now granted, you have to remember I have five months of data, but I am pulling a 12 month cohort. So I'm just taking them and I'm saying, okay, this is my membership cohort. What kind of just, you know, people are they like, so that's, I'm trying to mesh the two, right? This is a, somebody who's a member is not a subscriber. Maybe that's how they prefer to be a customer with us. And then the crazy thing is, as a member and a subscriber, the contribution margin is barely less. It's like 50 cents less than just a member. However, the frequency of purchasing is the most. So we're looking at about $100 of contribution margin on the member side.
0: What's the difference between member and subscriber? I feel like this is like the same conversation as like affiliate and referral. Um, You know, like those words get interchanged a lot. So for you, what's the difference between the two since you have both?
1: Yeah, good question. Um, So subscribe and save is exactly what it sounds like, and it's become so, you know, trained in these customers' minds that it's just like, all right, I'm going to subscribe, I'm going to save money, and then it's just going to show up. And I'm like, okay, you know, that's great. That's good. It's recurring revenue for the business, but still kind of feels like you're shorting the customer. Uh, it's just not that engaging. And that's just because most subscription programs are that way. It t- if, look, it's a lot of work to create an engaging subscription platform and or a program. And so you got all millions of companies that are doing it, chances of having a really, really good one are really low. So I, for me, that's the difference. Membership is a totally different engagement program. It's just, it's, it's, you can build so much more value or so you can get so much more creative within a membership. It feels like you're part of something. And you can separate it from subscribe and save. because guess what people if they love your product, and especially if it's a consumable, it's nice, it's still nice to have things show up automatically in the doorstep. So that's the way that I look at them differently.
0: It's nice too, because from a consumer standpoint, a lot of times you don't necessarily want to subscribe, but you want some level of benefits from being a regular customer of a brand and so there are people who don't want to subscribe to things that's not how they shop and so they could become a member but not a subscriber and then there are people who want to do both and there are people who just want to subscribe and they don't want to do they don't want to do the mental math of cash back and all those other things that come with membership so that's fine but offering both is really smart because then you capture both levels of those customers. You had subscribe and save for a while before membership, right?
1: Yeah, a little over a year before that. So you're absolutely right, by the way. Those those comments are spot on and a very, very important way to look at it.
0: Yeah, it's almost like subscribe and save looks like a great thing to a customer. But let's be honest, it's really good for the brand. Like it's <laughs> It's really a benefit for the financials of the brand. It makes... People who look at PLs really happy. Um, whereas a membership does make PLs happy, but it also is actually a benefit to the customer. Very much so. Okay, so first year with membership and subscribe and save, how is membership factoring into BFCM? Plans for this year? Because I imagine that it kind of changes how you approach BFCM. Like you might talk to members differently than you would uh, kind of your main list, or you might do some kind of membership promo that's related to BFCM. Um, Walk us through what that looks like and how you're thinking about it this year.
1: For sure. It's a massive part of our uh, strategy. We really want to lean into Black Friday to um, not just generate revenue off of customers, but to completely generate new memberships. So the plan is this year, because we have gated products behind the membership, we're going to have a special like November 8th to November 10th, we're gonna have a special period where we make member products available to non members, we're going to allow them to shop for a couple of days. And look, Costco's done some of this in the past where they've let they've had like one day or something where non members allowed to come in and shop or you can bring guests or something like So we're going to allow them to get a hold of some of these products, which are great. You know, it's like Wagyu, Tenderloin. It's really, really nice cuts. And that's going to be two weeks prior. Then we're going to have a bunch of postcards go out through Postpilot that will be promoting them. Direct
0: mail. Correct.
1: And then come November 21st, 23rd, we'll do an early bird hunt member and subscriber specific offer. Okay, And obviously we're really going to message and push hard between the dates of like November 8th and when that first early bird type offer goes live to add memberships, just, you know, hoping and reaching out to the people that made some purchases of products that were non-members and really just trying to build that membership base before. Black Friday starts, letting people know here's their opportunity to not just save on carnivore snacks, but to also start racking up your 5% cash back. So that's kind of the like lead up strategy.
0: Yeah. So, we were talking about this internally at Biheart Heart, too, about kind of this tiering of how we approach communications with different customers based on level of kind of intent and the way that they interact with our website, the way that they purchase, the way that they interact with our existing emails. And thinking about investment, whether that's retargeting ads, whether that's direct mail and really creating a, or like just an email, um, creating some kind of tiering system where we say like, okay, this level of intent, you're going to get an email. And then this next level, which we're going to consider like a little bit higher intent, we're going to invest some money in a postcard to you. And then higher intent is going to be like postcard plus retargeting. And especially as we get further into the year, retargeting becomes more expensive. So like we kind of, are thinking about your level of intent is directly connected to how much money we're going to invest in getting you back as a customer or like invest in more in the brand. Is that kind of the way you're approaching it in terms of like you mentioned direct mail and things like that? Um, Thinking about level of intent in that way or is it more like, hey, we're going to see what happens this year and then create a more strategic approach after that? You know,
1: I think on the membership side, there is a certain level of intent and and I think intent slash segmentation, it could just kind of fall into the same thing we're, you know, we're not, we don't hammer membership on the front end. Like we hammer membership really on the back end. You know, we're definitely taking a look at where that is the first purchase, second purchase, you know, how can we save money on the marketing efforts? Like if they bought a product that maybe doesn't have the greatest repurchase rate first, then we might want to wait until a second purchase. You know, there's, we, we know that there's certain products that people absolutely love, but we also know that, it's really hard to stop somebody from coming in buying ribeye, because that's like the most popular, like cut just in their brain that they really want to try. So yeah, I I think just pure segmentation, the buckets of, you know, non member, like customer, repeat customer, member plus subscriber, subscriber, like those to us, they definitely do look different. You know, with the Black Friday offer, like obviously, we're going to do, we're going to drop a new product, a new member only product during that event. And that really only makes sense to, send out to members I mean, you know, you could definitely through your campaigns, try to tease this new product that dropped during it to non members. So there's just a lot of ways that you can get creative and and leverage the value for each one.
0: Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about email, because I'm such an email geek is like those conditional blocks where you can put a teaser into people who are in a certain segment or on a certain list in your email program. So you can start to throw those teasers in to people have shown intent towards membership, or, you know, subscribe what you know, if someone has ordered three times. And maybe if if you don't have a membership yet, and you're thinking about it, but not quite ready to implement and you have a subscription, you could do the same kind of approach for subscriptions. Sounds like membership is something that's really benefiting your brand, benefiting your customers. And I mean, a 1000 members in five months is That's significant. That's really amazing to hear. And it's like a massive success story in the world of membership. Your Costco experience probably helps there and like your personal belief in membership as a program. But then also your customers are showing you it's something that they actually want. If someone is wanting to test the idea of membership, is there a segment of customers? If it's like, okay, well, let's just kind of soft launch membership. Is is there a segment of customers you would recommend uh going to with this idea of like let's test out a membership on a hundred customers and see how it goes
1: yeah i mean i definitely think the, the easy answer there is just to start with repeat customers just start with with them you know and then uh, I, I would say, if it was me, like I would just kind of wait to see like that type of response and then slowly kind of go out. Maybe just go to, even, go to even one-time customers. And I mean, find out like, if you have a subscription already or if you pl- wanna have a subscription and you wanna have both and like easy surveys around both of them. Like, and that's what we did in the beginning. Would you pay for a membership? Would you also pay for a membership while holding a subscription? And, you know, so we dug a little bit deep in that. And and we got a really good response.
0: I love a person who says, go talk to your customers. I think that's a very great note to end on here is, uh, you know, the whole program is for your customers. So go talk to them, ask them if it's something that they want, and then implement slowly and Branch out over time. The fun and also challenging thing about hosting this podcast is that I want to go buy everything from every person who is a guest professor on this show. So I'm going to sign up for Carnivore Snacks so that I can your email strategy and also enjoy some delicious snacks. Where can people do the same? And how can they find you if they want to learn more about membership?
1: So carnivoresnacks.com snacks is spelled with an x. Uh, If you prefer to shop on a mobile app, we also use tap cart for that. Um, In terms of following me, Uh, Most of anything I share business related is on Twitter, which is Ritzfit, R-I-T-Z-F-I-T. Might be an underscore at the end. I can't remember. Yeah, that's really the only place I've been talking about uh, business stuff, trying to share some membership stuff, probably not as active as some people on there. I find that I, I get too busy working on carnivore snacks to go and spend too much time on Twitter. But hey, that's where you can follow me.
0: Cool. Uh, we will find your true handle and link that in the show notes for everyone to come find you and tell you about their membership that they're launching. Because I know that you have sparked some great thoughts in some of our operators that are listening today. And I am just so grateful that you're able to come and share. And next, I want to talk to you about an app, because that's a whole other topic I really want to dive into in this school. So uh stay tuned, guys, we'll talk to Mark again soon. And maybe we'll talk about it. Thanks for being here, Mark.
1: Thank you so much.
0: All right, class, make sure you're subscribed to eCommerce Marketing School. And huge favor if you hear an episode you love, please take two minutes to leave a review. With Privy, anyone can be a marketer. Simple, intuitive email and SMS marketing that drives real results without the complexity. And before I go, a special shout out to Triple Whale. E-Commerce Marketing School is now part of the Triple Whale podcast network. Triple Whale helps you easily manage and automate analytics attribution, merchandising, forecasting, and more in the palm of your hand. Check them out by scheduling a demo today.